This is Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. March 10, it's Friday. Kind of funky weather for the weekend, but uh, just stay inside and watch TV. There's basketball. The bracketology is on CBS and ESPN come Sunday afternoon. Tigers are going somewhere. We'll find out about that when it happens. There is the Academy Awards on Sunday evening. There's basketball and a lot going on, so good luck picking out something to do. We all get invaded every day, either on or in the email or on your phone via text. I got two texts yesterday saying that my account at something had been canceled. I needed to click here for more information. I got two of those from different sources. And I couldn't block the numbers, but I could hit the X part to make it all just go away. Uh, the emails have ceased. The phone calls have slowed down, but they come in waves. But the, but the scamming is everywhere. In the mail, we get things that are just ridiculous. And they're becoming so obvious that, it's, that, that they're a scam that most people are, they look closely at what they're reading or getting on their phone and their email or in the mail. But the scamming continues, and if one person bites, they win. Mm-hmm. So Sid had a piece about the most current, relevant scamming issues going on. What are the new ones? Well, this is actually people that that answered kind of a poll of oh, okay. things that they've yeah things that they've encountered, uh, either themselves or from others that are scams, and they're clearly scams. This one is from a teller manager at a bank. I've had a few elderly people who actually believe their grandkids are in jail and need to take $20,000 out of their accounts in cash to order in order to bail them out. I literally tell them, you're falling for a scam. Call your grandkids in front of me. Of course, the kid then answers. Their hearts are in the right place, but they, they really need to think before they take large amounts like that out. Also, if they gave the scammers their personal addresses, because that happens. Yeah. Um, one is phone scammers saying that you can pay an overdue utility bill in Apple gift cards. What? Man. Yeah. It, but it's amazing how many people fall for that. There's uh, there's a guy, some guys on YouTube that just do videos of themselves tracking down scammers and getting into their hacking into the scammers computers and removing files and and you know shaming them and naming them and showing where they are and so forth. But it's amazing how many people really do fall for that you've got to pay for this in gift cards. There are mm-hmm. ads ads I've seen on YouTube that show people with a handful of gift cards coming up to the counter to a confused you know, clerk there, and the the letter is just if you if you have to pay in gift cards, it's a scam. I told y'all about my experience with that, and I'm not that gullible, and well, maybe I am, uh, but I uh, bought into one of these things late last year, and looking back. I guess I am stupid sometimes. I got an email, <laughs> maybe most of the time. I got an email from a good friend of mine, and who I haven't seen in a long time, but on occasion he'll he'll text me and stuff. So I get this email from uh, what appears to be his address, and it came one early evening, and it said, um, "Sorry to bother you." which is how they open many of the dialogues that they go after. You know, it's hard to bother you, but I'm, but I'm in kind of a bad spot here. I'm trying to get a gift card 
for my niece for her birthday that is tomorrow and my credit card won't work. So I'm wondering if you use Amazon and if you would mind helping me, I'll pay you back, but I need to send this to her. Can you help? And it was signed by the dude. And I'm thinking maybe he's fallen on hard times. So there you go right away being sucked in because you want to help your friend. And it sounds like he's in a bad spot. What I should have done right then was call the guy and say, did you just not email me? I didn't do that. Uh, I replied, I think, and said, sure, I can do something. Uh, how much do you? No, I didn't even ask him how much. Uh, I So I, he gave me the address to send it to. So after some contemplation, I thought, okay, why not? So I, I go to Amazon and buy a gift card for $100. Now, I look back and I, I'm embarrassed to even tell the story. But I did it. And I told him, I emailed him that I have bought a gift card for 100 bucks, And he writes back, can you do 300 100 isn't enough. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's some mighty big balls. <laughs> and I didn't reply to that. The next day, I texted him and said, did you email me last night about... He said, no, my email was hacked, and sorry about that. So I, so I bought it. Yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah. A lot of people... That, can, that probably happens way more than we even know. But, I mean, I, I didn't ever doubt that he was in a bad spot and maybe right. have required some help. And I thought, well, sure, I'll do that for you. But looking back, that was really dumb of me to buy into that. Without calling But I did, person. and yeah. somebody got a... So that's why Wes says this guy walks into a store with a handful of gift cards that he has scammed people out of and bought a bunch of shit, to, you know, from Amazon. So yep. what else is on there? Other scams people keep falling for. Any Get Rich Quick subscription program. The actual Get Rich scheme is launching a subscription program for a Get Rich <laughs> scheme. Uh, uh, sending people money on dating apps, which is, uh, you know, similar to oh, what we just talked on. about. Oh, come on. It happens all the time. Uh, but it's awful. Yeah. yeah. The lose 15 pounds in five days diets. Yeah. You know, crap like that. Uh, uh, psychic hotlines. Dick pills and stuff are also big out there. Oh, God. Just, you know, you, you you can add two inches to your dong in a week with this pill. Mm -hmm. If that works, then every man on earth would be, would be buying that stuff <laughs> to add to their penis. Ah, oh, man. Uh, my other scams people keep falling for uh it too, there are two scams, this person says, involving essential oils. First is the multi-level marketing, where yeah. you recruit people to sell overpriced stuff to other people. The other idea is that essential oils are a replacement for health care. People suggesting treating cancer and all sorts with oils instead of medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, the one about, I'm calling about your car's extended warranty. That's That one is <laughs> I was getting that yeah. for months, yeah. Uh, ooh. Uh, this person says, my parents spend over 100000 a year on BS timeshares. They treat that crap like an investment. And they always tell me and my siblings, you get to inherit it when we die. It's a good idea. Like, no, none of us want that garbage. The fees are cleaning charges and crap costs more than a normal vacation. And every resort in a timeshare looks exactly the same. What's even the point? Yeah, every, uh, hey, I, I didn't know about this for a long time. 
But then I have learned over the past past years that it is the worst investment you can ever make. And the and the worst part is they're impossible to get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, it it it's a bad idea, unless you're doing it with somebody that you know, and it's you and them, and not you know ten people. It's a complete and utter scam, and you're trapped. Yeah, people and that's why you hear the commercials I, you know, now about getting out. I was of them. stupid. Uh, it's unbelievable. Well, so pay attention to what you're doing and don't buy into this like I did. And I felt like a complete idiot for about a week, but I thought I was helping. And that's the that's the thing. Your own, you know, your own need to be kind to somebody mm-hmm. blows back in your face because you were you bought into it. Yeah. So don't buy yeah. it. Just just be a mean, rude a hole to everybody, and you'll be much happier. Selfish a hole. Yeah. That's it. This is Drake Digital. A few weeks ago, uh, Sid does this almost every weekend. She puts up a question on Facebook, and the responses come in by the hundreds because of how she asked the question and the topic and keep it going is the theme. What are some of the ones from the past you've done with? One of the ones we talked oh, about was maybe your the first memories of the Bill Street Music Fest was this week or was last week. And you've done a bunch of different things that get a, a great response from everybody yeah. because it's an answer that everybody has for the question. What are some of the ones we've done before that? Uh, like the uh, like the first concert that you that you ever went to. Right. Um, your. Uh, gosh. Yeah. The well. Yeah. The other day was was the best performance you've ever seen at any Beale Street Music Festival. Yeah. Um, uh, a favorite. Memphis restaurant that's no longer here. There were a um, thousand responses to that oh, one. Oh my yeah. gosh, there were tons. Um, oh, may, oh, maybe your favorite toy as a kid or something. Maybe we had a story about you know classic toys or just general uh, the first questions album that you ever bought. Has an answer yeah. To. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, got it. Now you ask this one, and the responses were unbelievable. Uh, tons of them. So. Mm-hmm. Repeat the question and then run down some of the answers. And it's okay to go on and tell what the biggest one mentioned was. It surprises me, but it's one of my favorite all-time movies. But we'll get to that too. So go ahead and tell what the question was and then some of the answers because there were a lot of them. It was post a random movie line, post a random line from a movie that people instantly know. And you can think of tons right off. Oh, yeah. Right, a, right away. Yeah. One to which we referred earlier. Brooks was here. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May the force be. Yeah. May the force be with you, of course. That's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Star Trek. Uh, you've got to ask yourself <laughs> one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Dirty Harry. Uh, you can't handle the truth. Which was an ad-libbed line yeah. by Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that movie with Tom Cruise and... What the hell is it called? A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. That line was not in the script, but they were so emotionally involved. That was Jack's answer that he improved entirely. Mm-hmm. Is you is or is you ain't my constituency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, what? where art thou? Oh, yeah. that's right, that's right. Uh... This is probably the one that most people, although this list is really long. I'm your Huckleberry. God. Oh, yeah. Tim Stone, Doc Holliday, 
I could watch that movie and probably annoyingly do every bit of dialogue along with it. I've watched that movie so many times. <laughs> yeah. But I'm your Huckleberry is in fact the name of Val Kilmer's life story. His his book that came out, I believe, two years ago, was called I'm Your Huckleberry. And it uh, is about his life. And sadly, he only does a small bit of writing about shooting Tombstone. Hmm. And the main gist of it was, it was uh, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, uh, Val Kilmer, a bunch of other people, like Billy Bob Thornton, before he lost about 100 pounds. Um, God, it was a great cast. And they all showed up, and the thing was entirely disorganized. The director had no clue. It was a freaking mess. It almost didn't get shot. And they fired the guy. And so Kurt Russell sort of took over, and they hired a new director, uh, an Italian fellow, I believe. But they had to rewrite and fix the script. But they had all of these sets and all the actors ready to go. And they fixed it. And that movie, to me, is one of the best Westerns ever. It's a bit uh, over-polished in some ways. But the costuming and the reenactments of all the events that were true, and just the way it was done, it was just a great, great movie. And Val Kilmer, that's his, that's his best role, I think, ever, as Doc Holliday. But I'm Your Huckleberry was... Mm-hmm. That was I saw that on the Facebook thing like five times in a row and thought people love that movie. And mm-hmm. It's for a good reason. It was it was a just a great great movie. All right, what's next? Lunch for movies people know right off. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, frankly, my dear, but I think my 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 home is being robbed. <laughs> I think because the wife likes- left and these dogs are going ape shit down there. <laughs> Y'all shut up. All right, go ahead. They like the topic. Uh, yeah. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Well, that's too obvious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and almost uh, didn't make the movie either. This this is great. Oh, too. yeah. What's the story behind that? Oh, yeah. The, there was great controversy, wringing of hands, clutching at pearls in the offices that were <laughs> as they were making this movie because the Gone with the Wind was such a huge book. Everyone knew what Rhett Butler said as his last words to Scarlett. But when they were getting to the filming, this was still under the Hayes Code. You couldn't say words like that in a film, oh, not right. where children might hear it. Uh, and of course, Clark Gable was in drag for most of the film. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so they tried other things, like "Frankly, my dear, I don't care," and other lines that just didn't have the punch. And they finally just just went for it, and and. Well, history was history. Here we go. Here we so, how, so, how, so do you know um, who finally said it's okay to do it? What year was it, this? This the was 41 or 30, yeah. late 30s, 38, 39, 40, 41. So somebody like, had the there. balls to say it's okay, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the head of the studio, I guess, finally just wow. signed off on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Go ahead. Uh, excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Blazing Saddles, Cleavon Little. Yep. Excuse me. Uh, that that there are so many great lines from that that film. We're gonna need a shitload of dimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, God, there are just um, 
Are we, let's see, what did, are we white? No, what did he say? Gene Wilder, Cleavon is in jail. And Gene Wilder wakes up from a bad oh, drunk. Oh, yes, yes. And he goes, he are, are we in jail? We are. Are we black? We are. <laughs> I remember that now. The oh, movie God. that insulted everybody of every yeah. race, creed, and color. All the time. Intentionally. Because <laughs> they thought it would never make the big screen. So Mel Brooks and, and um, Richard Pryor a black man wrote mm-hmm. the script Hilarious. so they they ceased to give a shit about it and wrote it like that insulting everybody and it is one of the all-time comedy classics love it like what else uh, yeah this one how are you gonna get fired on your day off is that from friday maybe Ma- oh, yeah I, I think so uh but the best part of that one is um i know you don't smoke weed but what does he say? Um, but it's what, but, Friday. But it's Friday. You got, you got, no, got job, no job. You got shit to you do. Got shit to do. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Bye, Felicia is a biggie. Yeah. <laughs> say what again? I dare you. Old fiction. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. boy, the great Samuel L. Jackson. Oh man. Of course, Mama say what said one more goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mama said life is like a box of chocolates. That's too obvious. No one puts baby in a corner. Too obvious. All right, what is I this from? I love that one. I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. <laughs> what is that Wow. Let me think about it. What is that Is it Spinal Tap, maybe? Uh, maybe. I, I, I don't know that one. Nutsack. Hmm. This, and this is familiar, too. Dying ain't much of a living, boy. I don't know. That's, that's familiar. I don't know. Uh, what else? Hey, boy, you going to eat your cornbread? I'm stumped there too, Wes. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to get to the uh, nutsack on your drum set one. I know. These are See the ones the most yeah. likes from other people, though. Uh, of course, say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Your favorite movie, Al Pacino. Uh, Matt is hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Network. Big one. All I want to know is who's coming with me? Is that That's from too general. I don't know. Animal House? What is that? Animal House? Maybe, movie? yeah. Yeah, um, which hasn't aged well, but it was cute then, I guess. I love it. May I have 10,000 marbles, please? That's my contribution. Uh, no, ma'am. We're uh, musicians. <laughs> drunk and stupid is going to go through life, son. Going to go through life, son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Carol's, no, ma'am. We're musicians. Blues Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you find that here, answer about, yeah, did you, about Nutsack? It might be Kung Fu Hustle, but I'm not sure. Not a major motion <laughs> That's picture. That's familiar to that many people. Uh, <laughs> of course, this annoying one. What we have here is a failure to communicate. That's from uh, HUD, right? Paul, that's, uh, that was the actor. Struther Martin said that. Yep. He was in many Paul Newman films because he and Paul were great friends off the screen, out of work. And he put him in a ton of his films. Uh, here's one. I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Well, that's too oh, yeah. obvious, Godfather. All right, let, oh, uh, yeah. let's, let's, there's some more here that uh, people know, too. It's just a flesh wound. Wes, oh, oh yeah. Monty Python Monty and Python. the Holy Grail. You sit on a throne of lies. Elf. Oh. oh. 
<laughs> okay. No idea. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> okay, yeah, airplane. Kurt Douglas from yeah. Airplane in 1980. Golly. Love it. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. The Godfather. Uh-huh. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. That's okay. become that's that's, that's that's overdone. By Felicia, which Sid already mentioned. Uh, let's see here. Eat my shorts. The Breakfast oh, yeah. Club. Exqueeze <laughs> me is from Wayne's World. Uh, there's no crying in baseball. Oh, Great yeah. movie. Okay. A League of Their Own. Tom Hanks. Gina Davis. Uh, as if from Clueless. Oh. Uh, let's see. Tina, you fat lard. Come get some dinner. Tina, eat food. Eat the food. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, Come on. yeah, 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 yeah. That is my least vulnerable spot. Come on. Come on, Wes. You know this no one. No idea. Casablanca. Oh, oh okay. Uh, wow. It's been, i got to watch that. That's been 20 years since I've watched it. You that. know, there's one of these things. It may be Hulu. It may, I, they put up a ton of, of uh, classic films. Wizard of Oz, I almost pit that one the other night. Um, a ton of these great old movies. Uh, the Dude Abides. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies ever, The Big Lebowski. That was a complete bomb at the box office and became a cult hit that will be around forever. Um, I'll have what she's having when Harry met Sally, uttered by Rob Reiner's mother, who played um, a role in that film when Meg Ryan showed how women fake orgasms, which we all know about. Maybe I um, didn't see that. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. This one time at Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. American Pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the rug really tied the room together, did it not? The Big Lebowski. Back to the Big Lebowski. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Um, Bueller, 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 which is yes, a dead giveaway. Course. Hello, yeah, yeah. show me hey. the money. Annoying yeah. movie, Jerry Maguire. Um, I'm about to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the late '90s. <laughs> Deadpool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't the, uh, that. I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. Come on. Kiwi's Big Adventure. Oh, my no, gosh. I never One saw One of the that. best movies ever. I love that movie. <laughs> um, this goes on eternally. Here's Let's one funny. See. Here's a funny what? one. Shitter's full. Uh, <laughs> what's that from? Uh, Isn't it from vaca- uh, Christmas Vacation? It's from Christmas Vacation. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God, there are so many lines in those vacation movies. Oh, my gosh. Um we're going to need a bigger boat. Well, that one's been done to death. Jaws. Yeah, this that goes on forever. Too. And everybody has one. that they. I'm trying to think of some ones. But there are just so many of them. But anyway, they were on the Facebook page. And thank you all for playing along at home. Uh, we're going to look at for a minute. The Academy Awards are coming up on Sunday. And I, uh, I think that people are more into film these days than maybe ever before because of the advent of these services that stream movies, not just TV shows. And the past couple of years, it's been more common to release things that would have been on the big screen onto Netflix, HBO Max, or Showtime. 
sometimes they go to the big theaters and end up on a TV you know, thing in weeks, like Elvis did. That was in the theaters for about a month, and then it's now on HBO Max. So the Academy Awards have probably drawn a new audience, although we all badmouth and hate award shows, because of the model, the temp the, this, they've used the same template forever. But they've wised up and cut out many awards that the general public doesn't understand or care about. And Jimmy Kimmel is the host this year. And they sometimes they change hosts or they don't have a host and because there's too many award shows. There's the Emmys. There are the Grammys. There are the Oscars for movies. The CMAs, the CMTs, uh, the Billboard Music Awards. There, it's There's too many of them. This one, though, was the all-time king daddy of award shows because it was Hollywood at its best, you know, glamour and glitz until it turned into arguments over diversity and the right people didn't win it was always white people and so they pander to somebody new every year uh, which is it's too obvious and it's uncomfortable but uh, and the academy you wonder about who these people are anyway so in a minute we're going to run down uh, where to watch these movies i plan to spend this this weekend watching the ones i haven't seen I have seen some of them. I watched one last night that is an epic film. I believe it won a ton of awards at the SAGs um, and the British Oscars. I can't think what they're called. The uh, BAFTAs. Uh, but the SAG Awards are the actors voting for other actors. And that one really does uh, carry some weight. So we'll come back in a minute and run down where you can watch the movies that are up for Best Picture this year for the Academy Awards coming up on Sunday. This is Drake Digital. Okay, the Academy Awards are coming up on Sunday. So is the March Madness, um, all the picks, all the brackets, and all that stuff is also on Sunday. The time change is this weekend. Yeah. Your clocks go forward one hour, and we can bitch about that for two or three weeks and mess <laughs> up our body clock, or is it really that big of a deal? It depends upon, I, I don't know what it means. It means that it is light longer and darker in the morning longer. But that all evens itself out for, what, eight months, I guess, until we change again in November. So it's a big weekend. I don't know, as I mentioned before, I it would seem to me that since there is more available on your home TV as far as major motion pictures, that people would be watching more movies. But um, the movies that are picked for best movie, uh, best actor, best actress, best screenplay, best everything, many of these movies did not do any box office at all. And they would have likely been called indie films some years ago. But the big ones, uh, the only real mass appeal movies, um, Top Gun Maverick is one of them, Avatar, was a big hit. It is up there. And then the rest of them, the majority of them, are movies that I don't think that many people saw. I could be wrong, but I've noticed, for example, on Netflix, one of their new tricks is to put up movies that are 10, 9 years old. Uh, I saw a movie on there called R.I.P.D., 
with Jeff Bridges, Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Bacon, and I thought it was a new movie. It isn't. It was 10 years old, and it was the number one film on Netflix. So people either think it's new and it's not. They just put up, um, This Is Where I Leave You, which was based upon a book by Jonathan Tropper, who we interviewed a long time ago. And it was turned into a film with Jane Fonda and Tina Fey and Jason Bateman. Fantastic movie about a family who comes together after the father dies. It was a great movie. And uh, so that popped up to, to number one, too. And the movie is 10, 12 years old. So they kind of trick you into watching these things. And they also put up these major motion pictures that are new and are up for the Oscars this year. The piece that I found here was from The Hollywood Reporter. And the writer of this piece talked to two people that uh, whose names couldn't be given. Uh, but how they were voting and how the ballot looked and their opinions on who would win. Now, the Golden Globes used to be a kind of a preview and a forecast of what would win the Oscars. I can't remember who won Golden Globes at all. I didn't watch it, I don't think, because I didn't care. Um, but the SAG Awards, that is actors voting for actors. The BAFTA Awards in Europe sometimes lean toward European movies. Uh, this year, All Quiet on the Western Front, based upon a battle from World War One, won a ton of awards over there, as did Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is a an entirely Asian cast, and they're up for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and the SAGs, I think, is where they won a ton of awards. And people suggest that maybe that they're going to look at the diversity issue and give the nod to this Asian um, Asian based film with Asian actors and Jamie Lee Curtis, who won the Best Supporting Actress Award. She's not Asian, but she won it for this film. So anyway, if you uh, have any interest in watching these movies over the weekend, here's where to do it. And I watched All Quiet last night, two and a half hours. It's an anti-war film based upon a book. And it is done from the perspective of the young men in the German army. Now, this is before Hitler. And they weren't entirely Nazi'd up yet. But it still shows the contrast between young men going to war and dying based upon uh, the theories and ideals and concepts of old men who love war. And they go back and forth from showing some really horrifying and graphic scenes of war. And these kids getting killed and their heads getting blown off. And they will cut then to the general sitting in his palace having, you know, wine and, and caviar. It's an interesting contrast. It, it is a beautifully shot film that must have cost a ton of money because war movies are not cheap to make. But it, it's, um, it's, it is long. But if you like history and like seeing some of these things, the English is dubbed in 
but it is a hell of a movie. It's an epic if you like war films. So it's one of the ones that is up for consideration for best picture. All Quiet on the Western Front is on Netflix. HBO Max has the Banshees of 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 Inisherin, I-N-I-S-H-E-R-I-N. It's an Irish movie with Colin Farrell, who won Best Actor at the Golden Globes, I think, for this movie. It's a very strange film. It got nine nominations. All Quiet got, I um, can't see here, how, but they got uh, a bunch. And it is on HBO Max, as is Elvis. The guy that uh, they talked to um, about his ballot and the voting uh, process uh, voted for Austin Butler to win Best Actor. That's who this guy predicts will win it, which would be great, but we'll see because it's a pretty tough category. But Everything's Everywhere All at Once is the predictions are them, uh, them to win Best Picture, Best Actor, um, and a couple of other things. Avatar is on Disney+. Plus. Let me see where else I got this thing from. Let me find this again. I love when my computer eats my news stories. It's very helpful. Um, <laughs> I looked up the Golden Globes, just FYI. All right. Who won the best actor? Was it Colin Farrell? I think it was Austin Butler. And the Banshees won musical comedy motion picture. Yeah, Austin Butler, actor in a drama. Fableman's drama motion picture. Well, that... Golden Globe thing has a number of extra categories because they do TV too. So I don't, I'm not really, yeah, really sure, sure about that. Um, let's see. Uh, Peacock has Tar. It's his up for Best Picture and Best Actress for Kate Blanchett. Paramount Plus has Top Gun Maverick. Showtime is where you can watch everything, everywhere, all at once. That's the one that I tried to watch a few months ago. And it was so frantic and moved so fast. I wasn't in the right head to do it. I, 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 I turned it off. And I've had people tell me, you messed up. Watch it again. So I'm going to watch it again this weekend before the show comes on. Everything, everywhere, all at once is forecast to win. Best picture, best director, and so on. But all of these things are on, as far as I can tell, every movie up for the award is on there. Some of them have no shot whatsoever. There's one film called Living with the actor Bill, 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 Bill Nighy is his name. And you know him probably best from Love Actually. He played the older guy who was a fading rock star. But he's done a, a ton of incredible work. Uh, but these movies are on if you want to watch them. Elvis is on. The Banshees of Insurin is on. All Quiet on the Western Front is on, so look it up on your machine, and you can uh, find out where to watch these films if you want to. And the show is on Sunday night. Let me, I meant to check and see where it's on. Not even Academy correct. Awards. Is it ABC? Because it's Kimmel is the host. So I'm going to guess it's on ABC. But you have your own TV guide, so you can find out for yourself. Um, but it's going to be Sunday evening, so if, if you want to watch these movies first, you can you can do that. Have any of you seen any of these movies? Either of you. I saw Elvis. 
I still haven't seen that. I need to see it. And I want to see the ban Banshees. And you're correct. Colin Farrell got actor in a musical or comedy for that. Kevin Costner yeah. got Yellowstone actor in a drama TV series. And then the drama yeah. movie was Austin Butler. But no, I have not seen any of these. Not that I don't way want to, to. I just haven't. Way to keep up. Yeah. Way to stay on top of it. Yeah. Way to be a part of the show. Good. Very good. <laughs> All right. Uh, the show's on uh, Sunday. Watch if you don't. If you doesn't, it doesn't matter to me either way. But there are, it's some good stuff to watch, so maybe someday. This is Drake Digital. We talk about exercise and that kind of stuff um, on and off around here and how to do it, how to do it without having to, you know, strain yourself and uh, still get your body stretched out and do some walking and keep yourself relatively um, active. It's good for your health, good for your heart, good for your brain. And people do different stuff. There was a fad... This may have been spawned by a movie, that inversion thing where you, you lock your legs onto a bar and it's right. like doing a reverse kind of a chin-up, right? Remember that? And I, I always thought that, a chin -up, that, it, that it looks stupid and I didn't know what the point was. Well, this is a version of that, of that concept that Sid's got of how to do it a different way. What's the deal? Well, I think that, are you talking about like hanging straight up and down or when people yeah. would get in this chair thing and just kind of tilt back to where they were tilted? No, hanging from your ankles that were locked into these things on a bar and you were I, hanging upside down. Like Yeah, um, I remember seeing that, that type of thing, but I don't know what it was for. Um, blood flow, circulation, in, in, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I would. It would pop my back. But there's there's now a... a uh, you know, there, there's all different things that that you do in yoga and stuff. And, I, and I've never done yoga, so I don't know the different things and what they do for you. But the legs up on the wall pose can be beneficial. To, and it looks, it's not really, it's just a pose. It's not like an exercise. But you lie down, you put your rear end against the baseboard, and you put your legs straight up onto the wall. And it's it says it's like a modification like uh, uh not it's not in classical yoga as a posture but it's kind of a modification and if you're relatively healthy uh, it's you can get into the pose you just swing your legs up and prop prop them up on the wall and you know be careful get when you get down on the floor whatever but it's said to help circulation uh you if you have tight hamstrings, you don't want to put your butt all the way against the wall and things like that. If you have back problems, you might want lumbar support a little bit. But it's beneficial for circulation. Think about it. We are walking or sitting or standing all day. Your feet are on the floor. They're under you. Mm -hmm. There's gravity. Yep. So this can increase circulation by doing this. Makes um, sense. You know, it makes sense. I want to try it. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's after a your fluids pool in your legs so that can make yeah. your legs swell too yep. so this can combat and helps your heart with circulation so i've i've always my back late in the past five years or so i will turn different ways and tweak it sometimes and maybe pick i need to do more back it exercises but i feel like this time. might make my back help my back pop and or relax yeah getting old you know? is not for babies because all kind of shit starts to go <laughs> <laughs> Go walking on you, like your knees, your back. Your knees, you can your back, bend yeah, over to pick hips. up a rock, and your back is you're in bed for a week. I so, freaking pull weeds for five minutes, and I'm like, God, I gotta sit down. My back is killing me. Oh yeah, I you know I, 
I walk around with this backpack blower on me that must weigh 50 yeah. pounds. And now that's exercise, A. But if you turn wrong and bend over with that on your back, um, you need to, it's, it's, you can pull stuff easier the older you get. But I'm, um, it's this, in the morning when you wake up, uh, the, the, the uh, fluids have pooled in your face. So if your pace, if your face is like kind of puffy, uh, in an hour or so, all of that drains down. So this stuff is going up and down all the time. It's yeah, it's so weird. Uh, cool but to think I'm about. not sure I'm going to lay on my back, with my legs up on the wall. You do it for us and get back. I'll to let us you on know. <laughs> and on the on the puffy face though, they make these things because we didn't buy one, but we got one from somebody, um, which was kind of strange but cool because I use it all the time. It's this little roller. You keep it in the refrigerator, and it's made out of something that stays cold for a long time. Like it feels like it would be marble. It's not marble, but it feels like it would be that. So it's some hard little thing on a roller, and it's a small roller on one side and a larger one on the other. But I mean, the larger one is only like two inches, and it just looks like this bead. And you roll it on the puffiness under your eyes. You can roll it on your face. You know, in the morning when you wake up, and it helps reduce that swelling faster and it feels good and it helps wake you up they're really cool and there's cucumbers on the eyes mm -hmm. that is a is a is a known fact there are these little patches you can buy that are blue and they that uh, they stick on your face under your eyes and they reduce that that look of being kind of puffy so there are there's so much stuff out there and you know men i think are a lot more aware of how they look because the first impression anybody gets of you is your face. So why don't you take care of it better and moisturize? You know, men, uh, it's, we all have skin and it, all, it, it, mm -hmm. it has needs. So if your face is the first impression someone has of you, maybe some time to trim your eyebrows. Yeah. I don't know why these guys get, to get these bushy-ass eyebrows. Oh, my God. And have this, you know, this kind of a Bigfoot look. Trim your freaking eyebrows. <laughs> it makes such a difference. They'll be on the news or a show, and you can't help but stare at the eyebrows exactly. when, they, when they're talking. And, and some people do it, I think, <laughs> to to kind of look unkempt or something. But it but it drives me crazy. And uh, you, you can, I have a, a beard trimmer that has you know it's it's an eye, on my eyebrows on my on my beard area, which it isn't isn't that long because I keep it I keep it short. Um, cause I don't like it when it turns white. That's when I put some <laughs> dye on my beard to make it look less salt and peppery. So yeah. I don't like having this white shit on my face, but I want, but I, what I, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to give up when certain other areas that have hair turn white. That's what I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> uh, so I will know that that is a oh, sign of the funny. end. So, oh, um, that's funny. Well, I don't know, and but Wes isn't isn't saying a freaking word, so. Um, well, look, men hello, when, when men get gray yeah. in the beard, they it looks good on you all. Well, see, it depends. It it does. See, I oh. I I grew a mustache in college because I wanted to look older, oh, that's and funny. and it worked, <laughs> and it kept working, and when it started to go gray, it did so uh, unevenly. Like one yeah. side had right. a, oh, that's funny. a whole lot of gray and the other just had a little bit. And that looked weird on its own. And the whole thing made me look older. And by then, I was over trying to look older because I was. Because so well, that older. Had, you were older. Yeah. But, and 
you you also see men who have beards for a long time, and they mm-hmm. shave them, trying to trying to look younger, and it usually works, unless the skin under your beard is just a mess. And then, um, Al Pacino, in this show we have discussed before, um, Hunters. Hunters. Yeah. Look look at how unkempt that is. God, it's black. Me. It's white. It's too long. It's not trimmed. By design, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everybody has their own, their own wants and needs for how they look. But uh, it just seems to be a better way to, to do than I mean, just to keep yourself looking like you're trying at least and haven't totally yeah. given up on your, you know, you know, on your right, entire right, right. look. So, <laughs> so good luck out there with your face. But there, there's so much stuff for men now. Makeup. I'm not going to wear, you know, any kind of mascara or get my you know, eyelashes done, but no. there's so many things to be done now. And I've done some stuff and I, it, it, it just works out for it. Men don't talk about it, but they do it. Botox, all that kind of stuff is effective and people are making a fortune in that business. So yep. nails, but don't, yep. but don't get that look like a cat. Leave your cheekbones alone. <laughs> right. Yes. Just get old, uh, yeah. but do it gracefully. That's our best advice because we're all falling apart, except for Sid. No, who's going to oh, put her thanks. legs up on a damn wall? You haven't seen no. me lately. Yeah, you look really old and out of it. So, just uh, <laughs> just quit trying. Uh, anyway, do what you want to do. <laughs> this is Drake Digital. This story is kind of reminds you of a scene or two from the Shawshank Redemption. Um, these guys had been in jail for decades. Some of them. The actor James Whitmore, uh, one of the great actors of the past hundred years, played a character named Brooks, and he was a laid-back and mellow old dude, and he got released from jail after being in there for a long, long time, and he was turned out into the world, and he got a job. I believe he got the same job as Morgan Freeman got. Um, He was in that film in a prominent role. He was the, the uh, narrator uh, of, of the movie. But when Brooks got out, he immediately was confused and didn't know what to do because he'd been in jail for so long. And he wanted to get back in jail. Um, uh, but that didn't work out. And he hanged himself in this hotel room or this, this uh, boarding house where, where he was and carved into the wall, red was here. And so that was, he was accustomed to being in prison and couldn't adapt to being back in real life. And so Morgan Freeman's character, who has failed his parole hearing a number of of times, finally gets his, he's probably by then in his 60s, and they release him, much to his shock. Because as I recall, he told the people on the board that he didn't really care anymore. I think he used the phrase, I don't give a shit what you do. And they released him. And so he was turned out in the same city where Red had been, and he gets a job bagging groceries, which is awful. He he doesn't know how to act or how to interact with people. And... There's a scene where he walks away from this place and he looks in a pawn shop window and he's considering buying a gun to commit a crime to get back in jail 
where he feels more comfortable. And he is oddly in the same room at the boarding house where Red was. He is and Red. He's, oh, yes, he is Red. The other guy was Brooks. Sorry. Brooks was here, was carved into the wall, right? Yeah. And, and so he is contemplating, I guess, killing himself like Brooks did. But he didn't. And he went on this this uh, this this uh, this this mission to find Andy, played by Tim Robbins. And you've probably all seen this film. So he opts to not you know kill himself, but he wanted to be in jail, where he felt more comfortable. Hence uh, that build up to this story here. A guy robbed a bank in Utah. Older man, mid sixties, and he just wanted to be locked up. I guess. It doesn't say if he was in prison before, but he desired to be sent to the federal pen. So he carried out a bank robbery, a polite bank robbery, in pursuit of that goal. Donald, somebody, was arrested Monday morning after he went into a Wells Fargo bank in downtown Salt Lake and gave him a note that read, Please pardon me for doing this, but this is a robbery. Please give me one dollar. Thank you. So weird. Okay. The, the teller complied and asked him to leave. He told her to call the police, and he sat in the bank lobby waiting to be locked up. The police it didn't get there right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Upon arrival, they arrested him, who, and then he gave them the dollar he had stolen. The arrest report states he wanted to get back or go to jail. And if he gets out because of the nature of the crime, he will rob somebody again and next time ask for more money and maybe, you know, brandish a gun in an effort to be put in federal prison. Three hots in a cot Mm -hmm. and the comfort of not having to live his life, I guess, on the streets. That's sad. Desperate. It's, I know. It's he's sixty five. You wonder because that's all the story says. I saw it too. Yeah, and it's, I know. And it's, so you don't know if is he is he depressed? Is he lonely? Yes. Is, is yes. does he think that's his only? Yes. Yeah. It's it's crazy and sad. It is sad, but I guess he has to really go for it to get put in the joint. So that that's just that's just sad, but it does bring to mind. I guess how you get so used to being someplace yeah. where you have food and a bed and then you you don't want to leave it. It's just kind of rough. I don't know. I guess Wes would never do that, but it, there's still time. Uh, there is still time, you know. I you know that may be a retirement plan. <laughs> well, it it was his. <laughs> yeah. And this one here. Yeah. What now? Go ahead. It, no, it's just well, I coughed. I actually saw the story yesterday and I was like why is that the end of the story? You know, I, I, I guess they're not they're Well, since he got taken into custody, whoever reported about it couldn't like interview him and go, why? The, what is your plan? Why the hell did you want to do this? Well, he surely was not put in jail for a dollar of a robbery, unless that the robbery itself was enough to get him put behind bars, but not a federal pen. No, 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 no. He didn't no. achieve his goal. So this one is just weird. When y'all were younger, did you ever play with Ouija boards? Oh yeah, of course. Wes I, did. No, I yeah, didn't. and and I, I, they, I mean, there's nothing 
really mystical about them. It's all you know, how your nerves and the fingertips make you do things. So you don't believe that it is a a telling of your future? And if oh, you no, to... no, no, no. Okay. The, the, the nerves at the on your fingertips are so sensitive. If you take a, a piece of string, say, and tape a penny or something to the end of it and hold it between your forefinger and, and thumb and yeah. just think about what direction you want that coin to spin in, uh, you know, go in a circle or go back and forth, left and right, it'll start doing it after a moment. And it's nothing mystical. It's because you're wanting that to happen and your nerves are making it happen. It's so subtle you can't tell. It's the same thing with a Ouija board. You put your hands lightly on, on that. Uh, it has a name, the uh, the thing that goes the to thing. the letters. Yeah. Yeah, but the uh, it it will, your that same principle will make the plantier maybe uh, go, to the, go to the right place. How many folks oh. did you play it with at one time ever? Uh two with two people on the board and then other people were around and it was uh, several times during college it was because okay if, if i was on it i could i was controlling the answers that to the questions they were asking okay of course you are well <laughs> be quiet dino dino's pissed about something downstairs <laughs> he likes playing with Ouija board. okay okay so what you just said is contrary to this story. This is weird. 28 girls rushed to hospitals after playing with a Ouija board at school. All these girls were uh, taken to ERs. 28 kids passed out while playing with this, the uh, seance set at some school in Columbia. And there's a picture of somebody carrying this girl into the hospital. They passed out, fainting, anxiety, and other symptoms. Hmm. Concerned teachers freaked out, took them all to, the, to these hospitals in various cars and such. 28 cases of anxiety-induced fainting in the students at a school. And nobody can figure out why. Given the reported cases, a series of comments were unleashed on the community that rather than helping to resolve this mess led to confusion and an adverse environment for the work they were trying to do at the school, which is a pretty cold-hearted response because something was funky about this. They were all hospitalized briefly with teachers in tow, and the parents were informed to come get them. The last line of this story, the school is waiting for the reports from doctors before giving an update on the incident. One more story that leaves you hanging. Mm -hmm. That's weird. What do we make of this? It's very strange. They freaked themselves out because they worked themselves up about the whole thing. I don't know. But 28 all, at one time I, are fainting and falling out and fainting and falling back in it. Okay. It, it was the ghost of John Lennon pissed off at them. I don't, I don't unless, have any idea. Unless one of them put a... Not spell, but on the other 27, and then she had to fake passing out, too, just to be in the yeah, group. Yeah, she was a witch, and so she they got them all find her. I don't know. The school has Weird. no answers, no statements. They ask people to refrain from being judgmental and making their own diagnosis. The kids were playing with Ouija boards in class before this ensued. So if one or two had passed out, that seems, you know, whatever. 28 passed out, and no one confirm anything about it. Story ends. 
Does it say their ages? Or age? Uh, by the picture involved here, I'm guessing mm, early mid-teens. So high school. Hmm. Do kids these days still play with these things, do you think? Or is that so far gone it's I, old school stuff? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, where was was this in this where was this let's see well it's um this is from i think it is the country columbia but no it says this is from the u.s version of the sun which is a semi-tabloidian paper mm -hmm. uh, but so is this all bullshit or did something really freak them out when 28 kids start passing out but or it doesn't do they say a bunch of dope and get too high, and that's I what they think. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. Gummies, but it, they it ate three gummies at school. Yeah, it doesn't say where this took place. Columbia at a oh, it, had, a it took place in Columbia. Okay, at a Galeris educational institution. Okay. Twenty-eight kids fainting and falling out, and no one knows why. That's just and weird. Nobody has any answers. You know, on that note. Wes had a story about witches that I thought was pretty damn funny coming out of the mouth of some pastor someplace. Is that what this was? Yes, this was a pastor named Greg Locke, and he's in Tennessee. The story doesn't say exactly exactly where. But yeah, he, is, he appeared on the show hosted by Candace Taylor, a conspiracy theorist, and it says that actual <laughs> right. witches do walk among us and they don't just they don't they just don't ride on broomsticks etc have long pointy noses but they're still witches and he says and i'm quoting him as quoted in the story here first of all you have to boldly acknowledge their existence you got to get away from this long pointy nose green face wizard of oz riding around on broom idea witches are reality and he goes on to say, Our public school system is hiring full-blown, well-known witches at an alarming rate. Thousands Everyone. of people in these witches' covens. Everyone I had no that. idea the witch population was anywhere near that high in Tennessee. How do you spot one? <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I guess they're, they're in disguise because they're not wearing Come the pointy on, hats. They're not having green, green faces anymore, so... I, I just don't know, but uh, he says that they dress up like Christians and come to churches all the time. Hmm. I, I was kind—I of, I would imagine witches could go into a church as well as anyone else. I don't know how that exactly works, but he uh, confronts fire, wouldn't they? I, I, well, that some some theories say that I guess, but uh, he well, the green uh, face would be a dead giveaway. But if they don't have that, how do you know? <laughs> right. Right, uh, and you know, the, the, no, there's no long warty nose or or pointed hat. Uh, you don't know, but he's sure also that there were witches in his in his church. He says he has to make a standing announcement before church services that no witches are allowed to lay hands on him and pray. Oh, it looks like he would welcome the church, the witches into his to church them. to try to convert <laughs> yeah, them. But right. uh, he said, we got first and last names of six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange. Three of you are in this room right now, he said during one sermon that is quoted in here. You better look in my eyeballs. We're not afraid of you stinking witch, you devil-worshipping satanic witch says Pastor Greg Locke. I want to find him on the internet and know, send this guy a check. Because um, I am all for his <laughs> movement to find witches. He's one more of these crazy mother effers who is a, who's, who's a preacher. I, he's got to be on TV somewhere.
What religion? Another say fraud. What, say what church was? It doesn't. Oh, it's just guess Baptist. Why it not? just describes uh-huh. him as a Christian pastor. So Sure he is. He's a fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that, that was fun. Uh, this is Direct Digital. It's Friday. We lived this long. It is March 10th. A big weekend awaits with the Academy Awards, Tiger Basketball, Grizzly Basketball. The time change happens tomorrow night while you're asleep. <laughs> so set your stuff before you flip out and wake up Sunday and you're lost. All right. And good luck with all of that. Uh, I I, um, have a habit in the afternoons of having popcorn. Um, But I don't do it like our moms used to do it. And this story says that maybe one of the healthiest things you can snack on because it is filling, which is, you know, for sure. Uh But it's all in how you do it. And they don't really bring that up. Popcorn is a great idea. Uh, before dinner, because it it really does um, it 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 does fill you up. But the suggestions here are to do it in the pot with the oil and all that, and not microwave popcorn. Mm-hmm. Now I found some stuff uh, made with avocado salt, and it seemed healthier, which is I'm sure just a complete scam. Uh, but and I and then I put this you know seasoning stuff on there, and it's a great snack. Yeah, and you can you can eat it, and you're kind of filled up. This story is about it being a great main course, and there's no need to fry it, and uh, you can do it from scratch in minutes with no equipment other than a large pot. So back in the day, I can recall my mom making it in a pot, and it popped, and it was all groovy and a lot healthier, yeah. probably. Now, I uh, was out of my stuff. This is made by, by Orville the stuff that I have. And I was out of that, and we had some of that um, that other kind with the butter flavored, the Act 2. Well, a lot of that kind. It tasted like ass. It was really? awful. It was awful. Uh, oh. Way too much butter. and way, it's, I just I, I tossed most of it out because uh, it just tasted funky. So these things don't all taste the same. And they have suggestions here on how to add seasoning to it of any kind. But they suggest that you make your own seasoning like anybody has time to do that. Uh, Stovetop popcorn is what they suggest with a large pot and oil and the little kernels. And then you make your own seasoning. Uh, A salty mix, a sweet treat, or a bit of both customize your bowl based upon what your taste buds are telling you who writes this stuff um (laughs) melted butter which is why they always say don't ever buy the theater popcorn is it is covered in so much garbage that you're just eating junk uh but the right kind of oil in the pot makes it taste you know differently that'd be olive oil or uh, coconut oil and you can make your own uh, you know, cheesy, herby, uh, garlicky, spicy, those kind of things if you want to. But popcorn. And, okay, it, but and it does fill you up, though. But why mm-hmm. are they saying that the microwave stuff is not good? They don't even mention it. But um, huh. haven't we always heard that, that it's yeah. less healthy? Well, uh, do they have to put something in those packets when they're on the shelf for so long as opposed to just kernels in the jar that you dump in oil Maybe. or whatever. 
Maybe, you know? yeah. Did, did you guys... Sodium. Eat, yeah, or something. Did you? Did either of you or your moms or grandparents have one of those poppers that you plug in and you add oil to it and you put the glass lid on it, where you put the kernels in the oil and you put the glass oh, lid yeah. on it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I my remember that. I think that. That's probably oh, still no, no. at my, and, and my parents' house. <laughs> then, then the next uh, level of advancement was the uh, air popper. Yes, we had one yeah. of those too. Yeah. You didn't need any yeah. oil. You just put the kernels in and uh, something about the hot air made them pop and they came out mm -hmm. of the chute and into the bowl. So yeah, the good. only part of this that got on my nerves was um, the last suggestion for uh, the tasting or to, uh, to add some taste to it. Maple pumpkin spice popcorn. Stop Yuck. it. Stop <laughs> it. Please, please stop it. Uh, so popcorn, it does make you full. Oh, sure. Uh, therefore, you, you, you might not consume, you know, half the fridge after you eat it. Uh, so there are some thoughts about that. And there have been hangover cures talked about forever and ever and ever. And this new report uh, says that none of this stuff is really accurate because there isn't enough um, uh, info to back it up. Uh, tomato juice is one thing. Uh, kombucha, uh, greasy eggs and ketchup. Uh, I guess bacon, anything that would you know eat up all the crap in your body. The key to it is to drink water as you're drinking your you know booze. Yep. That helps. Uh, yeah. Zinc is also a help. So they did a review of uh, 21 placebo-controlled trials that examined some of these cures. The upshot is that this research that has been done so far is pretty shoddy, and there's no guarantee any of this stuff works. The key is to not drink too much or to at least use water um, along with it. Some of these things like Curcumin, which gives the spice a turmeric its color. Red ginseng, uh, NSAID painkillers, and pear juice. Never hmm. heard about pear juice before. I've heard about uh, pickle juice. Some folks, you know, if you can, you know, gag that down when you're almost <laughs> about to puke anyway, then you, um, good for you. So they used these things uh, and tested some other scientific, if that's the right word, reasons or ways to make yourself not feel like ass. Clove extract. Now, when I see the word clove, I smell those horrible cigarettes. Oh, they were so from good. Bars. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, they were so good. <laughs> so they used that um, tolfenamic acid. Um, and, oh, and they did all these other things, uh, but aspirin, coffee, those things seem to be uh, the most helpful. Uh, but some of the other things were uh, B6 is a help, zinc is a help, uh, but all the tried and through things are just really not going to help you. It's probably all based upon what you drank. If you mixed, you know, wine and beer, first of yeah. all, you shouldn't be allowed to drink because that's yep. just stupid. Um, <laughs> and too much sugar, you know, Jack and Coke, about about 20 of those. And yes, you'll feel bad. Uh, and cheap red wine and just garbage like that. But everybody has their own uh, way to monitor what they do it and seems how to like, recover from it. Yeah, it seems like the, that pickle juice would make you more dehydrated. And I've heard... And it's all probably you've got to add some water in there somewhere. But you've got to have water, yeah. And, but now they make like little 
individually wrapped like pills that supposedly but i think even on the packaging of that because a friend of mine had some years ago it says you know have a, have so and so many waters to so and so many drinks but then there's one there's a milk thistle or something that i've heard i, I don't they, yeah I, who knows if it works there's all kind of supplements and things that people think work but um some do i guess and some don't uh what else um sleep is a never-ending discussion in our lives because of the odd schedules that we all keep. Not all of us, but many of us do. But this is not an 8-to-5 world and hadn't been for a long time. Um, I crashed last night at about 10.30 after having a four-hour nap and slept for two hours and got up once, had some milk, laid back down, and at 4.20 said, screw it, and just got up. So by the time we're, I mean, out. So th- this pattern I'm trying to get you know back into, to do this, takes time to recover from after you've just been up, and been asleep for a day, then up for a day, and done you know too much fun, and then had some more sleep. Uh, but sleeping is a real issue these days. There are stories about it constantly, and Wes has one I want to hear about. How to yep. sleep like a baby. Yep, and the subheadline is steal the bedtime routine of a toddler. How, and, what does this mean? Well, that, that's what I'm going to explain. There's, well, there's a whole story to go with it. Uh, it. And he starts out just like you did. The pandemic has ruined our yeah. sleep, which was already screwed up. He uh, cites a study, study about how sleeping pill use has gone up and drinking has gone up. And there's stories all over the place about it. And he says lots of them talk about breathing exercises, calming routines. Uh, They're useful. Try them. But according to this one pediatrician, you don't need fancy techniques. You just need to steal the bedtime routine of a toddler, which he says... If you've ever tried to get a an anxious, overstimulated three-year-old into uh, bed, then you understand the steps you've got to do to get uh, get them there. And <laughs> there's only four of them, and Whiskey. the first one is the first one is the obvious <laughs> one: set a fixed bedtime. Yeah, good and luck with that. Yeah, yeah it, there's good quality data that shows regular bedtimes help improve toddlers' sleep, and it's equally important to adults. And this is. From pediatric emergency medicine physician Dr. Hazen Morelli. So doesn't that sound that. like an, a total impossibility? A baby is one thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody who is you know fully grown, that's a bit different. Well, it depends on the rest of your life in a lot of ways. But babies have no real life to worry about. Well, no they job don't have to, to get, get a, to. Yeah, they don't have two or three jobs. They might be juggling, or just one, right. or yeah. uh, you know any other. You know, kind of stressors. They've got stress enough just figuring out why they're cold. <laughs> yeah, mom, oh, they're rock me. their own poop. Yeah, rock yeah. me and change yeah. me. <laughs> the uh, second of these is take a hot bath or shower before going to sleep, because the a hot shower says one or two hours before a planned bedtime really improves the time it takes to get to sleep because our body temperature naturally drops before sleep, and a hot shower dilates your blood vessels, accelerating the process. Hmm. But that means you got to get all wet and stuff at night, and who needs that? I love to sleep clean, whatever. <laughs> just get some of those handy wipes and just you know wipe off your rag off parts. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. S- speaking of wiping, the third one is apply lotion, and it's not not just to keep your skin soft. That could be a nice bonus, they say. But 
uh, people who are infants who received a bedtime massage with lotions uh, were tested against those who were massaged without lotions and those that got no massage at all. And it was the first ones, the massage with the lotion that experienced longer periods of sleep. Obviously, you can't have an at-home masseuse to do this for you every night, <laughs> but you can put lotion, uh, apply it to yourself before going to bed. And if you get some that's scented with like lavender or something that helps you relax, yeah. that will probably help that, you yeah. get to sleep better too. Yeah, lavender then, is a really a soothing thing. Uh, I have various kinds of lotion that I do, but I don't do my, my entire body. That'd be That's just way too much. But little babies are smaller, it turns out. Yeah. So getting <laughs> them all, you know, you know, greased up might be helpful. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and the last <laughs> one here is engage. Yes, like a, like a greased pig. They're easy to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last one for you know helping you get to sleep better and faster is engage in a quiet activity right before going to bed. It says no sensible adult will try to rip a toddler away from an engaging activity one minute and get them into bed the next. And so no. uh, their first suggestion here is like read before bed uh, or just do something that's quieting without a screen and not uh, something that's uh, electronic. Jumping straight. I don't do, yeah, yeah. I watch TV until I get done. Then I turn it off and I, I I read sometimes and then watch some more TV and then when I take my nighttime, you know, pill packet like Elvis used to have, um mm -hmm. I I wait for it to, you know, kick in and then try to breathe myself to sleep. And that usually works. The uh, breathing trick is helpful. And even if you don't get to sleep, you're at least getting rest in your body and you're breathing right. It's so a, that's yeah. important too. Um, it helps you relax. In these crazy times, man, it's it's. I mean, you know, once once your brain gets cranked up, and you start thinking about work, or about mm, the yep. family, or about what you got to do, or about who you owe money to, uh, it's really hard to turn that off. That's why this morning I was you know I was up at about three, drank some milk, laid back. It it was pointless because I was already you know speeding in my head and just got up. But today I'll, you know, crash out and have a nap and ruin my sleep tonight, too, until I get back in the groove. So Well, just do your nighttime calming routine with two packs of the sleep meds instead of what? No, I'm just kidding. My nighttime oh, calming I, routine I is, is, is drying my hair most of the way if I, if, I have the inner, if I have the energy and just taking off my pajama bottoms and my slippers and getting in there and breathing. And then I breathing, and then, breathing helps. And then yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, then I start, I, I pulled, I pulled a you and my husband last night as, as far as, or the night before, as far as lying there and just stuff going through your head and you can't yeah. get it out. Can't stop. I, oh, that happened can't to me Sunday it. night. It was so annoying. Yeah, it's, it really is. To, I mean, once you get your brain going and um, it just goes to all these places and you can't stop the, this, just all the roads you go down until you just finally wear yourself out and just pass out. But. Um, yeah, it's it's harder to sleep than it ever has been, I think. Mm -hmm. And people like nurses and doctors and firefighters and cops who are on two, off three, whatever they, you know, they that just must be, you know, hellish. Our truck drivers who drive and then try to stop and sleep. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it is, it's not like it used to be. Nothing is like it used to be. Um, we are in a whole new world. And there's a yes. lot more in your mind to think about. And so you worry and. Think about stuff, and uh, it's hard to knock yourself out. That's why they make pills. Um, so, 
Uh, um, the Aleve PM is really good. Uh, that helps, and um, a number of other things help too. They say that some that some red wine before bed will uh, will kind of ease you into it. Uh, some folks say that I shot a bourbon, but I'm not doing any whiskey mm. before I crash at night. There's Mm-mm. just no way. Um, so anyway, those are that's the health portion of our program. There we go. Yeah. Ho- hope you <laughs> hope you really really did uh, enjoy that. This is Drake Digital.